I mentioned that we are in the year of Matthew, and the part of Matthew that we are just now beginning is what's called the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus speaks from the mountaintop to the disciples and crowds that are gathered. It's chapters 5 through 7 in, Mark's, in Matthew's Gospel. This Gospel passage today is how the Sermon on the Mount begins. It begins with the Beatitudes. And so if you look on the top of page 63, you will see uh, the, the, the part that's indented. There's eight of them listed right there. And here's the thing. When you look at them, you'll notice there's two verbs. One is are, and the other is will. Now, each beatitude begins in the present tense, blessed are, and then it moves in the second line to the future tense, for they will. Now let's start by looking at the first lines of each beatitude, the blessed are. The present tense indicates that the beatitudes are expressions of what is already true within the Christian community. Not every member of every congregation can claim to be meek, merciful, Pure in heart. Anybody here can check off all eight of those boxes? Okay. But here's the thing. The Beatitudes are addressed not initially to individuals, but to the whole faith community. Among every authentic Christian congregation can be found persons of meekness, ministers of mercy, and workers for peace. And in my 19th year here at St. Michael, I'm pleased to say I have found lots of evidence of blessed are among you. Now let's take a closer look. Blessed are the poor in spirit. I think to capture what that's about, I'm going to first start with what it is not about, the, the, what I would say the exact opposite of it. I saw a cartoon a while back, and it was of a very successful businessman, and he was saying, I am a self-made man, and I worship my maker. Think about that, okay? <laughs> That's the opposite of extreme of what this poor in spirit is about. Those who are poor in spirit know that everything we have comes from God. Everything we are depends on God. I was thinking about how sometimes people come to an awareness of this being poor in spirit when they face perhaps some major setback in their life. Somebody, I've had people tell me when they faced a major heart surgery, that is when it really dawned on them that they are facing something bigger than they are and all they can do is say, Jesus, I put my trust in you. That's poor in spirit. Blessed are they who mourn. Now we tend to think of this beatitude as referring to somebody who is uh, grieving the loss of a loved one when there's been a death among our family or friends. 
And the Lord certainly is there for our grief. But this, the intention of this beatitude, as I understand it, it's the sense of blessed are they who mourn when they lament that God's kingdom has not yet come and that God's will is not yet done. Uh, It's a sense when we really try to think with the mind of God, and when we do, and when we see the ways that as human beings we've used our free will and misused our free will, it's a sense of lamenting the way things are. I think about a poster I saw once. May the unrest of Christ be with you. You know, we often speak of the, may the peace of Christ be with you, and and that's all well and good, and and I hope the peace of Jesus is with each of you, but I think there's something captured in that poster. May the unrest of Christ be with you. That there is a way in which we shouldn't be at rest. We we are mourning. Um, We are not satisfied because we live in a peaceful neighborhood and have a roof over our head and food to eat. We mourn when anybody is without what's needed because that's what God wants for every human being. Blessed are the meek. How do we understand that word meek? Well, here's how I understand it. Meekness is a renunciation of the violent methods of this worldly power. I think that Bishop Pavish captured it very well years ago when he said, meekness is not weakness, it is strength held in check. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. When I think of those, those are people who not are just not just talking, but actively seeking to do God's will now, working for justice, doing what's right, what's fair for all people. And then blessed are the merciful. And that one, I think that's one that as I think of our congregation, I, I have to admit that's easy to think of, of, of people doing acts of kindness, doing acts of mercy, whether to people we know or people we don't know, whether people uh, close at hand or people around the world. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the clean of heart. Now, I think sometimes we hear this and we think, oh, it's all about purity. And if I, if I, if I have an impure thought that, oh, I can't be, I have a clean heart, there's something more going on here. This is not just the avoidance of unpure thoughts. It's really what it's about is single-minded devotion to God. It means being devoted to God with all one's heart. Uh, I think that was the sense with, uh, you remember where Jesus went to visit the home of Mary and Martha, and Martha's busy getting everything ready for dinner, and then she's upset with her sister, and she complains to Jesus, hey, Jesus, tell my sister to help. And do you remember what Jesus said? Martha, Martha, you are busy about many things. One thing only is needed. That's what it means to have a single heart, is to focus on 
the one thing, loving the Lord our God with all our heart. Stephen Covey is the author of Seven Habits of, High, of Highly Effective People. One of his sayings, I think, in my mind, is very applicable here. He says, the main thing is to make the main thing the main thing. Blessed are the peacemakers. This is about taking positive actions for reconciliation and healing. And I think we need this beatitude more than ever. It's so easy, whether in social media or wherever, to get caught in this, this polarization that happens, that, that puts people one against the other. Uh, I think for us, uh, we sometimes sing the prayer of St. Francis, right? And, and when you listen to those words, when you sing those words or, and pray them, uh, that's a very good uh, antidote, I think. Make me a channel of your peace. Grant that I may never seek so much to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. You know, sometimes we do the right thing, and, and often people are, oh, wow, that's great, and they give us a pat on the back and think we're wonderful. Have you ever had it where you do the right thing and nobody says anything, and in fact, they think you've done a terrible thing, right? <laughs> you get persecuted, all right? Here's the thing. Blessed are those who do the right thing anyway. Now, so far, we focused on the present tense of the Beatitudes. Blessed are. Now let's look at the future tense. They will be comforted. They will inherit the land. They will be satisfied. They will be shown mercy. They will see God. They will be called children of God. And notice how the very first Beatitude and the very last one, it's, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is something that has already begun in our midst through Jesus entering the world, becoming one of us. It's pretty clearly not here yet, though, is it? Not in its fullness, not in what it will be. I like this description from the New Interpreter's Bible. The future tense of the Beatitudes resist all notions that Christianity is a philosophy of life designed to make people successful and calm today in the present moment. Christianity is not a scheme to reduce stress, lose weight, advance in one's career, or preserve one from illness. Christian faith instead is a way of living based on the firm and sure hope that meekness is the way to God, that righteousness and peace will finally prevail and that God's future will be a time of mercy. So blessed are those who live this life now, even when such a life seems foolish, for they will, in the end, be vindicated by God. Take a look again on page 63 at these eight Beatitudes. 
And we're going to take a moment now, and I want you to look, read through those eight and see if there's somebody, maybe right here in our midst, a, a, a parishioner at St. Michael that somehow uh, is an expression of that for you, or, or maybe somebody else that you know. So just take a moment and look through that. And now, I'm going to ask you to look through it again, but this time, ask yourself, is there one of these Beatitudes that the Lord might be calling you to embrace today? 